your post Pilates gear, those funkified running shoes. They could all smell like a new car. Thanks to the MyGM Rewards card, you'll earn four points for every dollar spent on all purchases everywhere. And seven total points for every dollar spent with GM. Earn towards a brand new GM ride with every yoga mat and spa treatment. That's the power of appreciation. From us to you. Namaste, y'all. Subject to credit approval. Terms and limitations apply. Visit MyGMRewardsCard.com. What a difference a week makes. Thanks for all your comments about the most recent episode of Fascinated with Jackie O. But uh, things have changed, I think, in the past 10 days. We are living in very strange times, people. Um, I hope you're all keeping well. I hope you're all safe and healthy. Um, Remember social distancing two metres apart and to wash your hands. And we will all get out the other side of this, I have no doubt. Um, Needless to say, with the uh, coronavirus outbreak, uh, my tour date's this side of the summer have all been postponed. When I have all the rescheduled dates, I'll update my website. But look, none of us are going to see live comedy or live anything anytime soon. So uh, it's not really important. But at the moment, if you want to have a bit of connection, I'm live on Instagram each night chatting, which is really proven. It's actually proven to be good fun. I was just doing it for a bit of crack. But uh, yeah, there's lots of people chiming in and joining in. And last night, uh, we even had somebody who was in St. Winifred's Choir, Teddy, who uh, sang with the Nolan sisters. I was very impressed by that. Um, and there's lots of other people stopping by. So uh, yeah, it's been really good fun. So Instagram live, I'll I'll put the time that I'm going on in my stories each day. Um, but it's usually around half nine. So we're all stuck at home. So I'm going to try and upload some more episodes. I'm putting up two episodes today. Two! Um, I have just released the live fascinated show that we did for the Dublin Podcast Festival. Um, and you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. It's been edited, it has all the clips that we had on the night, and I have to say, just looking back at it, it was a really fun show. My guests were Eurovision winner Neve Kavanagh and singer-songwriter Naomi Coleman. Um, hits were sung, I got into Neve's Eurovision jacket, um, and I actually found it very difficult to get back out. And then we all recreated the moment that she actually won the Eurovision. Naomi was there, she brought uh, Adam Marcello and Anne-Marie Cullen, and they played Ordinary World, which was her big hit. Um, and we had a chat about all of that. It was just, it was a really, really fun night and the crowd that were there on the night were really great. We had a blast. So it's up there on YouTube uh, and if you enjoy it, you can show your appreciation by buying me a cup of coffee using uh, Kofi and the link for that is in the information for this episode. It's also in the information for the YouTube video of the show. Also, make sure you remember to subscribe because this podcast is a regular, so if you are subscribed, you won't miss an episode. If you're enjoying them, please take a moment to give it a review on iTunes. Five stars only, please. You wouldn't stick me with a four-star review, would you? So now, on with the show. Hello, you are very welcome to another episode of Fascinated. The show this week is a catch-up with the wonderful Jan Arden. If you haven't heard my podcast with Jan, check it out. It was out last year and she is absolutely incredible. Jan is a singer-songwriter from Canada. She is prolific and brilliant. She is also incredibly successful. Jan has had somewhere in the region of 40 singles and 15 albums. Earlier this year, Jan did her first ever press conference to announce a nationwide Canadian tour. The whole thing was streamed live on the internet. 
But at the press conference, Jan had more than the tour to announce. Some of her back catalogue had been released on vinyl, the second season of her sitcom had just been announced, she had a greatest hits on the way and she was being inducted into the Canadian Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And as if that wasn't enough, Jan has a new book coming out in autumn. And that is how Jan rolls. She's busy and she's brilliant. When I first spoke to Jan last year, she was just about to announce that she was making a sitcom and was nervous about how it would be received and was worried about her acting. Since then, the series has become a smash hit and she got a nomination at the Canadian Screen Awards for Best Actress. When you hear a musician is going to try their hand at a sitcom, you immediately think that it will be a vanity project. But Jan the Person and Jan the Series transcends all of that. Jan is absolutely hilarious and stands completely on its own merit. It's brilliantly written, very dark and also really heartbreaking. The series is very loosely based on Jan's life. They have expertly woven Jan's own mother's Alzheimer's diagnosis into the show, which makes for heartbreaking moments. So, things are quite busy for Jan. Well, they were. The Sunday before last, Jan was due to be inducted into the Canadian Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at the Juno Music Awards. This would make her one of 11 women to receive the honour, including Alanis Morissette and Joni Mitchell. Anne Murray was even coming out of retirement to make a rare public appearance to induct Jan. And then, like everything else, it all got cancelled. details falling down around your feet So Jan is now at home on her own in rural Calgary. Her house is surrounded by trees and she and her dog are getting used to isolation and a busy life coming to a sudden stop. Last Monday, Jan streamed a mini-concert live from her living room as part of the hashtag Together at Home. A move by artists to entertain those self-isolating and encourage people to stay home. Jan has another mini-concert planned for this Saturday the 28th of March at 3pm Mountain Time in Canada, which is 9pm in the UK and Ireland. I've stayed in touch with Jan since we first spoke and it was in a WhatsApp chat last week that she said, hey, let's do another podcast. So this is it. This is our chat. If you don't already, you're going to absolutely love her. So keep distant from people. Don't forget to wash your hands. Stay at home and enjoy. This is the wonderful Jan Arden. How are you? How are you? Everything's pretty quiet out here in the trees to be honest yeah it looks lovely I was watching your Instagram stories uh this morning it looks so gorgeous with all the deer and the snow it really is I was kind of built for this you know my my uh singledom and like living in a rural area the last gosh I well I've lived here 15 years but I've been on my own for four it's like 
nothing that I've ever experienced before, but it's prepared me well. Yeah, you, you've been ready for this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, th- I think that's what's going on at the moment. It feels like there's this global reset going on. It's like they've pulled out the power. Well, they're talking uh, about and how quickly... they're rebooting everything. Yeah, how quickly the Earth is repairing itself, you know? And just how profound the differences are. Like, places like the Venice canals with dolphins swimming through them. People have been able to see the bottoms of the canals for the first time in 50 years. Because there's no boats, there's no people, there's no tourism. I mean, if this isn't a a call to some sort of awakening, all of this misery and fear will be lost on on all of us. Yeah. This this really is a time to to change. I think I think it took people a while to cotton on that it was actually as big a deal as it actually is. Literally two and a half weeks ago, we were in a car just talking about the rest of the tour, going, I wonder. Could one or two of these dates be cancelled? <laughs> I think, um, you know, the young kids are looking at the statistics. You know, there's eight and a half billion of us on the planet. And as of now, this morning I was listening and it said that there was a quarter of a million infections. So, of course, when the kids do the math with 250,000 souls that are infected with coronavirus, and about, I think it's quite high now of people succumbing to the illness i think it's like five or six excuse me percent but the kids are doing the math and they're like who gives a crap but they don't understand that this type of virus you know that many people infect you know left to their own devices like dancing on a beach in florida with a beer in your hand um (laughs) leads to many things and i don't blame the kids you know they want to hook up they're 18 19 years old they're they're living their lives They're, they're just like have a little bit of independence but it spreads so quickly and it overwhelms the health system and i think that's why it seems so draconian to to so many people that we're we we're not allowed to do what we want we have to listen to our community leaders because and, yeah. and for good reason and you did your bit this week uh which was amazing you did a, a concert from your sitting room what was like what was that like it made me feel so much better it just made me feel so much better. Uh, Russell, my my longtime um, collaborator, he came over. We stayed a long way away from each other. We didn't embrace, which was weird. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? When you meet people, you're not you're not doing any of that stuff. It's strange. Just gonna show you the dog. Oh, she, hello, Mitty. She she lost her ball underneath here. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Here it is. <laughs> God, that little bugger! I know. I have a cat that just can't get used to the fact that we're here all the time. Oh, I love your cat. Boots. Yeah, there she is. She's on top. Well, you can just see her ear. She's on on top of the wardrobe there in oh, the office. Boots. <laughs> yeah. She just can't get used to the fact that we are at home all the time. So she keeps running in as if like, when are you going out? <laughs> oh, I know. Well, uh, I think my assistant Nadine is coming over today. Uh, we're going to meet out in the driveway and go for a walk down the road. Quite a distance apart. From okay. Each other. But we still felt like it was, we were following the guidelines. And anyways, I'll, I'll certainly Instagram it and see how it goes. I don't want people yelling at me, but um we will be outside and just walking down the road with our dogs. So, hopefully. yeah, I think that's okay. Though I think um, 
they, they were saying to they were well in Ireland anyway they were encouraging people to get out of the house but stay a meter apart and just go for walks because apparently there's a less chance of infection uh, out in the air so well, we'll make two meters we'll make it two meters I think everyone's looking forward to summer everyone's yeah. looking forward to you know the warm air you know perhaps this virus won't do quite as well you know in the warm weather but you know having getting back to having Russell here um, it was it was really so joyous and I think both Russ and I were taken aback by something that we took for granted for so many years of just being together and and playing music now had this cloud of uncertainty around it we were a little bit leery of each other I'm going to have you euthanized um but yeah, just just the 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 normalcy of 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 being able to sit and play music, and we were just so struck by how odd it was that you know we were in a in this clandestine setting, you know, getting ready to to play some songs for people. <clears throat> I was so touched by how many people joined in. It was it was really magical, and just all the the viewings, you know, so far almost up to a million views. Mitty, seriously, I've been playing with this dog all morning. It's like she knows. She she knows there's something going on. I'm just going to pick her up. You sit up here. Hello, Mitty. Hi. She just wants in. Yeah. She just wants to have her say. You sit there. Oh, God, that tongue is so cute. I know. She's got no teeth. It's just so, it's so cute. It's going to warm up today. It's going to... Alexa, what's the weather today? Minus 12. Minus 12. Wow. Oh, it's getting up to three. It's getting up to three. Okay. We, Summer's we, here. We will be, <laughs> Alexa just told me to have a happy Friday. So there you go. That is, well, the Canadian Alexa, that's a proper Canadian Alexa. Alexa over here, it just gives you the temperature and stops. Oh, Canadian she, people are friendlier. <laughs> I don't know who who she is, but uh, it's so great getting up in the morning and just asking, you know, about the news of the world, which I, I'm going to stop doing. But I figure if it's something really, really earth changing and I have to suddenly, I don't know, digging a hole for my doomsday uh, underground <laughs> lair. But I haven't been told to start doing that yet. What are, so, what are you doing out there? Like what? Like, are you, are you in an apartment? Are you in, are you downtown? Where, yeah, I'm, I'm in an apartment in the city centre. Uh, I'm close to the beach, actually, because Dublin is on the coast. So um, I'm about 20 minute walk from the city centre and a 10 minute walk from the beach. So I'm in the middle. So it's kind of, it's kind of strange because it feels like end of days around here. And then if you drive just down to the pier at the beach, there's just people around and there's people walking, um, walking the pier. But are they, um, but, are they adhering to rules now? Like, is Europe really, are people kind of locked um, down? Yes, you know, Ireland, Ireland has really caught on to it um, quicker than the UK. The UK have been very slow to take it up, uh, which was kind of worrying. Um, but in Ireland, uh, yeah, they're, they're being very, they are being strict about it. And people are, I think they understand that it's not being impolite telling people to stand back. People are, you know, they're accept even in queues for shops. I've turned around a couple of times and said, can you stand back a bit? And people are like, oh yeah, yeah. So I think people are, it's a way of life, I suppose. I wonder how it's going to change us going forward, just the idea of personal space. 
I know because we 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 really didn't think about that because even for concerts like music concerts and comedy the idea now of going in somewhere and sitting right beside each other what's that going to be like I I'm surprised at how quickly I'm feeling the normalcy of this profoundly bizarre situation so you know getting up in the morning for one thing for me not to work much like yourself Mr. Farrelly is that you never stop like your social media you work hard you're writing you're doing stand-up as anyone that is in the arts stand-up in particular is grueling and yeah, yeah. always putting yourself out there always writing new material anyway you and I go 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 we kind of make jokes of it uh, I remember me just FaceTiming you once really randomly. I'm thinking, I'm just going to say hi. And Oh, in Edinburgh, yeah. <laughs> you had just finished a gig. You were walking down the street, and and I didn't ex- expect you to pick up. But, um, you know, I was probably somewhere weird myself. But this is becoming so kind of status quo to get up in the trees. But I'm I'm so glad to slow down. I think I realized yeah. at what pace that I was keeping my life. And as much as I love my job, I don't know if I really took the time to let it come into me of what I was doing and, and you know, the work that I was doing and really enjoying it on a personal level myself. I was always worried about, oh, I hope everyone else is having a good time. I hope I'm doing a good job. I hope, yeah. I hope the gig was good. I hope I'm singing okay. And I somehow negated myself in the process. And not to be sound selfish, but... You know, as I sit here in these trees and kind of look at, wow, that was so cool. I hope I get a chance to do it again. But yeah. just that I want yeah. to go about it differently. I want to be more, yeah. more present in my own life. Yeah, it's really important because I think that sometimes what happens is you just see a schedule. Yep. And you're like, these are, this is everything I have to fulfill. Yeah, every so often you get have a moment where you think, am I am I actually enjoying this or am I spending my life terrified and relieved? <laughs> you know, because that's sometimes the way on the road it can be. You're 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 nervous for a show and then you're relieved the show's over. Well, and 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 the catalog, you know, catalog, the calendar, seeing, you know, ten days of nothing written in it, and you're like, yeah, you know, this know. panic thing. And now <laughs> I I everything's off my calendar. It's very unlikely I'll be touring May and June. It just is. I mean, I'm looking at what's happening. Our curve is not flattening out yet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Our curve Midi wants to go on tour. <laughs> um, oh, the, the, the loveliness of doing being at home. Uh, I bet you any money it's squirrels. I'm going to lock her out. It is. It's squirrels. It's just squirrels. Squirrels. <laughs> Canadian squirrels are a menace. They're big. <laughs> they're resilient. Um, just like me. But I just... Uh, yeah, it, it's... Just having an empty catalog, a, a calendar is so bizarre. But the May-June stuff for me, I don't see how it's going to be possible to, to do it. I don't, yeah. I, 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 do, I can't see me sitting in a theater with 4,000 people. You know, I just, I can't yeah. even see me sitting in a theater with 500 people. You know, the dates start May the 7th. Um, I, something would have to be profoundly changing. Um, Fingers crossed. And, and hopefully there will be an opportunity like later in summer for all that stuff to start up again. Because it's important that we, I think, 
once it's over, it's important that we remind ourselves that we were all okay with live gigs and live shows and, and to get back and embrace and be in the same room as the people that we like. Oh my the... God, and how, and just how cool it is to have that kind of physical interaction with people and enjoy that time. There's nothing like having a crowd in front of you, right? There's just nothing like having that yeah, interaction. Yeah, oh, 100%. But also, even with live music, like I, I, I've seen, I saw you uh, in Canada there a while ago. That was so the, great. You were in Vancouver. in Vancouver. Yeah, it was so great. And it was the first time I'd ever heard uh, your music in a field full of, you know, a couple of thousand people. I mean, to have, to be in the same room as a load of people that love the music that you love. That's a really powerful thing as well. It's so different to just sitting at home and have Alexa play it for you. It's such an immediate connecting experience. Music really is, uh, or art in any form. You know, when when you see, I, I remember seeing Coldplay in Spain years ago. I just happened to be there for something else. And someone I knew was working on the crew and they're like, we're playing in Spain, in Barcelona tonight. You want to go? And I'm like, yeah. And it was weird going in a different country where, you know, it was a bunch of Spanish people and, and me from Canada. But I think there was 14,000 people or 15,000 people in the stadium. Wow. And I don't know how many Spanish people speak English, but of course Coldplay is singing in English. They were all singing at the top of their lungs. I don't know if it was phonetically or, but they were singing every word and the energy was palpable. It was just so incredibly moving to see everyone's lighters or their iPhones now. I guess that would have been the 70s. Yeah. Everyone burning their thumbs holding a lighter up. But the just having their phones and, and coming together for a cause and being affected by one piece of music in such a similar way. It didn't matter what their jobs were, how rich, how poor, their sex, their gender, their identity. The music united them. And I, I really left feeling very moved by that understanding of what it what what music does to the human heart yeah it's re it's really powerful um and what's interesting as well is that you have you've kind of embraced the other side as well because when i spoke to you a year ago uh for the, the first time i spoke to you on this podcast you were about to make your sitcom series and you were very much oh it could be you know i'm hoping it'll be good you know who knows it could be a disaster but it's been I mean, it is one of the funniest sitcoms I've seen in a long time. It is coming from you. Very, very. That funny. means everything. Coming from you, that means everything, because um, yeah, it has been very strange that at this point in my life, I'm certainly well into my fifties, and to have the opportunity to do a scripted comedy uh, has been just mind-altering. Oh my god, I'm so sorry about the dog. Oh no, it's totally fine. I can I can chop him out. It's totally fine. What's interesting about it is it could have been a very simple vanity project, but it is such, it's just so funny. Well, it's I look so like an a-hole half the time. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your character is so, oh, it's just, it's brilliant. I think it's genius. So what's happening with Jan? There's a new season on the way, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the second season's done. Cool. We, we did eight episodes this time. Uh, the first season we did oh, six. Amazing. We are, as we speak... Um, working on a, a, a U.S. deal, which I think will change the game a bit. It'll certainly help us with our funding. You know the endless chase for, for, for money, for you know grants, and and to get these things yeah, off yeah, the ground yeah. are quite expensive. 
But um, I, the second season's ready to go. I think it may launch a bit earlier in Canada because of our present situation. We have a captive audience. People are in their exactly. houses. <laughs> Time to grab them. So, uh, yeah, I think they're talking about getting it going maybe two or three weeks earlier, which would certainly have us going in, in April. But, uh, yeah, cool. we're ready to roll. And uh, the girls and I, uh, even though we are sequestered in our respective cities and homes, we've started doing storyboards for season three. So I think Amazing. we're well into the those endless gears kind of going. I think we are fortunately in a cycle where I hope to do five or six seasons. Amazing. Um, you know, as long as it stays fresh and funny and all those things. Um, but I have so many great people that have supported this project and, uh, I just, I just, it's so much fun. I, people are always saying, oh, would you choose that over music? And I, I don't think I would, to be honest. Music is my first and foremost, most important thing in my life. But, you know, music has also been the thing that enabled me to do this sitcom. Like, it's so, so hard to describe it to people because... It reminds me of, did you see the series that Bette Midler did? Yes, I yeah, did. It's, it's, kind of, it's like that, but it's much, much better. It's what that should have been, I think. Yeah, my, uh, my actual producer, Ed Cherney, that I worked with on uh, Time for Mercy, Living Under June, the happy record. Um, he also worked on a record with Bette years ago. And so oh, okay. she said, Eddie, do you want to be? So he was actually the engineer in the Bette show. I always get such ah. a kick out of seeing that and seeing him in there. He, he, he rarely had anything to say, but I think he was hanging out in New York for like four weeks just to kind of sit at the board and say three words to bet once in a while. But I think, um, yeah, I think that should have, that should have been like a, a, a big hit, but I don't think they really let people have that keyhole kind of private gl glimpse into what the music business can be like. Um, I've tried to yeah. keep it really true to form. I've tried to keep um, how the industry kind of works, play true to itself. One of my favorite scenes was um, when, well, th there's two scenes that I just thought were amazing. One was when the photographer shows up and you're bringing out your bins. <laughs> I just thought that scene was, <laughs> that was genius. <laughs> well, I fell, uh, like I tripped and fell and they kept it in. Just, I I was pulling out this giant. You guys or you guys have the same thing I'm sure in Ireland as we do here. Is they have those giant bins and then you set them out on the curb or they're in the back of your apartment and the truck comes and picks them up. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to roll this freaking bin that they had loaded with stuff so that it looked heavy and I just went over. And <laughs> I didn't hurt myself, but I popped down and the director ron murphy who's so clever he just kept going and i thought well i guess i'll just pop up and keep going <laughs> <laughs> and it uh, was it was genius oh, it was very so very funny i the other one that i thought was amazing and i don't know if you saw this but there, there was a kind of a meme of it uh was uh when you were recording the charity single you uh, you got your line when i look into the mirror i hate what i see oh for sakes honestly wayne i just this feels a little bit high for me it's high because it's in shania's key let's try and you know get up to shania's level let's go when i look into the mirror i hate what i see 
are you feeling the hate, Jan? I'm feeling the hate right now, Wayne. <laughs> it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's, um, Russ and I had so much fun writing music for this. It was just, I mean, the, this season, the new season in particular, there's, um, there's another couple of songs that are sort of joke songs uh, meant to be career changers for my character. But Russ and I laughed Amazing. so hard writing. It's hard to write really terrible songs. Like, we found it challenging to go. It's hard for you. Well, no, I, I mean, like. I have no problem. <laughs> Russ? Yeah, we need to send this over to Fairly to get this song done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We need some really bad rhymes in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, it's just it's just been a joy to do. And I, I think the thing that so many people are afraid of as they get older is to be afraid of failure. And I think failure has been the, the whole um, wonderful part of my career is just trying things that I didn't succeed at. But it got me to this point. And I think it gives you a lot of resilience. I think it gives you a steadfastness that you need to be in the arts because they're forever shifting. And if you want to have a 25 or a 35 or a 45 year old career, you look at people that are constantly changing, um, yeah. constantly adapting and moving. You can't be static in the arts. That's just the way I feel about it. It well, you've you've really done you've done it right. Whatever you've done, you've done it right because it's uh, like the the stuff that you produce is incredible. Like the the albums are amazing. The the your writing, your books are absolutely brilliant. And like and now you've jumped into the world of sitcom, which and you're <laughs> absolutely <laughs> nailing it. So I can't uh, wait for the rest the, of the world to you know get a chance to see these and meet these characters because I think the cast is, I mean, they're just such great performers and great actors and and they've been so they're willing so likable yeah and, and also but also they're likable in a way that some of the characters you don't like yeah you know you like you like them but you're like but i see that that's a terrible person you know well that's that fine balance like the last thing that i wanted to have happen is for people not to to like the jan character because she's so daft like she just doesn't get it um, she makes terrible decisions and is, I, I wouldn't say she's mean spirited, but, um, I, I wish I'm going to show you this toy box. Where are we now? Where am I? Look. Oh, wow. That's what she's standing barking at. So I'm just There has to be out. something in there that you, yeah, that she just wants. There's something. Do you want the cookie? Do you want the raindrop? Do you, what do you want? There. That's everything in there. That's everything in there. Come here. Come here. I don't blame her. It's like having a kid here. It's it's literally like having uh, a four-year-old that's just looking for things to do. They just have to be, yeah, constantly stimulated. It's weird because cats, They I think they have this thing, whereas dogs, they really want you around. Cats, they want you to want to be around them. But as soon as you try to cuddle or anything like that, they'll cuddle for two seconds and then they'll just completely reject. It's like, no, get away from me. I've had enough. So your cat is not uh, a cuddly cat, I take it. She Well, she's a cuddly, but she's Oops. very on her terms. On her terms. It's her terms only. <laughs> I used to have three cats. I had yeah, really? Sweet Pea, Maybe Baby and Schrody. And they were all such different personalities. 
Uh, Maybelline, maybe I hardly ever saw her. She just hid herself away, uh, but she loved it. Like I would look through the house. She didn't want to be watched when she ate. None of that nonsense going on. Schrody was an older rescue that I got from somewhere. Uh, I feel like I had someone who worked for me. It was like, my, my, I know someone who's got this cat. They're going to have it put down. And I'm like, well, bring it over. I'll foster it for a while. And I ended up keeping him. And he was insane. Like if you were, <laughs> if you were watching the television with the remote control in your hand, you know, you'd forget about him like in the corner doing this thing back and forth. Yes. His, and he'd come out of nowhere in the in the darkness of a corner and knock the remote out of your hand he was just yeah like they were all so different uh but i did have I think, the one cat that was kind of cuddly she always wanted to be on your lap and it was maddening i think that they have imaginations i think cats have in order to entertain themselves i think they just imagine things because sometimes what she'll do is she will just turn as if she's being hunted you know, so she'll just be like, huh, there he is. And she'll just start running around the house as if like I'm chasing her, but I'm not. It's just like she's built this thing in her head just to keep herself entertained. They're but weird animals. <laughs> what if they see ghosts? What if they see spirits? I, I, I sometimes think they do. I genuinely, I, I think she just looks at you and knows I know every shameful thing you've done. <laughs> I, I think the dog has made all the difference in the world for me. Like yeah. during this oh. time, I don't know about you, but I, I feel like it, your, your boots has probably really been such lovely company. Yeah, absolutely. Because she's just there the whole time and she just snuggles up to you. And it's just no matter how good or bad the day is, she still needs to be fed. She still needs her tummy to be tickled. That's the way the world has to go. So what what do you think? What do you think this looks like over the next six months? Like in your, I'm really curious to know other people's opinions. I think, um, I think at some point we're going to hit peak now in the next two weeks, which will be, they say it's going to be about 15,000 people infected. So I would imagine there will be a few weeks of. And then, uh, and then coming down the other side of that mountain, right? Yeah. And I, I was talking to one of my friends and he was saying he thinks it'll be June before we get back to normal. And we're, we're in a bit of a weird, uh, phase here because we've just elected a new government yeah so there's all of that stuff going on um but it's probably a good time as well because everybody wants to put their best face on yes um so yeah i mean i'm hoping by june it would be nice if the summer festivals didn't get cancelled i know i, I feel know. like you're right i feel like if they i mean it's been so encouraging me for me to watch i watched a, a little mini kind of a eight minute documentary on our national news this past few days uh, about taiwan and what an amazing job they've done in taiwan and that in wuhan they actually had zero the last three days they've had zero new cases oh wow of, they, they've had cases of f- the the four nationals coming in back home again on flights but they've all okay it, it wasn't it wasn't from there that wuhan has had zero new cases of the coronavirus in the last three days that were actually wow. generated from ground zero so to me that's so encouraging um even the fact that you know there a lot of people are recovering they're sending them home the hospitals are emptying out a lot of the temporary hospitals that they had made are emptying out so if we can look at that as a a marker or a watermark for how this 
thing moves through humanity. I think it can be encouraging. I mean, you can say what you will about, you know, um, the culture there. They're very efficient and very effective in how yeah. they, you know, yeah, just, when things need to be done. There's a lot to say for a totalitarian kind of dictatorship uh, that you, you don't screw around. Like when they tell you to freaking stay home, you stay the F you home. You stay home. Yeah. There's no and dancing it's, it's, it's on the funny. beach in Florida. <laughs> it's interesting that they, they built their one th- their hospital for a thousand people in 10 days. It, that it, was impressive. Manpower, resourcefulness. Um, but I, I think too, it's, it's pretty cool to think about what we're learning. And God, isn't yeah. that the point? Uh, that what we're learning. Gosh, Dan, you guys, let's commit this to memory so that how this thing spread and how it worked um, it doesn't ever have to happen again. That it is exactly. contained immediately and that it's locked down and that there's there's just no, there's no excuse for fooling around that, that people globally will understand the seriousness of the speed in which this thing moves. Like, I never thought in my lifetime that I'd be sequestered out here on purpose. I used to love being out here for a week and not seeing anybody and not having to do things. But now, you know, thinking about going to the grocery store, I would rather not. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. And you have to get yourself into the position where you're able to say, to stop those impulses of like, I want to go out. I want to, you know, you just have to chill, relax in front of the television, just try and do what you can. What have you been watching? What have I been watching? (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, I've been. Wa- I had to stop watching something because it was just so bleak. Oh. Uh, I was watching uh, the accident. Okay, I'm gonna... um, it's a, a kind of an English thing. It's kind. Of, uh, yeah, it was very heavy. Um, so then I put back on Modern Family. <laughs> you can't go. It's wrong. It's just what you need. It's that. That's what you need after something bleak. I'm watching cookery but, um, shows. Oh, per- the Bake Off. Do you watch Bake Off? Love it so much. I love the Bake Off so much. We tried to do a bastardized version in Canada that actually didn't go too badly, but it's not the same as as seeing your fantastic hosts over there. And the yeah, it just so I mean, who would have thought that a baking show would have been such a massive hit abroad? I know, I know. It's oh, it's absolutely brilliant. And it, it, like, you need stuff like that when stuff gets cancelled, and you know. You just need you need your little touchstones. I I always have Golden Girls and Frasier on the on the go. Golden Girls, when you think about they were depicting women in their fifties, there's their one liners. The writing on that show is oh, so is good. so superb, and how they kept so true to those characters and their personalities. I mean, oh my God, it's just and that Betty White is still alive. I know, I know. She's still alive and she's still doing stuff. Yeah. I mean, she's, oh, she's amazing. Oh You're going to be like her. I, I, well, listen, you are. we've all got to live through this, right? <laughs> yeah. If we get through this, you're going to be the next Betty White. If I, that's, that's my, my, uh, my, my battle cry for the day is exactly. If I get through this year, I'm never going to die. Yeah. And I'm just going to be doing yeah. comedies and singing music with giant teleprompters. I'll be singing insensitive and that the font will be three inches high. <laughs> I really should have known. <laughs> you drove me home. What's the next word, Arthur? 
<laughs> and you, it's interesting because what, like of all the things that have been cancelled on people, uh, what got cancelled on you was you were being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. God damn it. I want to get my plaque, damn it. Um, yeah, and, and Anne Murray, who is a Canadian, you know, she's just Canada's favorite daughter. Icon. Yeah. yeah. Um, she was supposed to induct me. And, you know, like wow. like any sort of narcissistic musical person, I wanted to see my, my pack. I wanted to see, yeah. you know, the three-minute spiel about all the fabulous things that I've done, damn it. <laughs> you know, I wanted to sit there with the... With the camera beaming up on me going, oh, yeah, I did that. Oh, isn't that sweet? Oh, there's me on David Letterman. Oh, blah, blah, blah. But uh, none of it was to be. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, I feel so bad for the young people that were nominated for the first time in their lives for, you know, single of the year, best yeah. artist or vocal this. or I'm just like, they were so excited to come. They're still trying to figure out how to give out those statues, like how to give out okay. the awards. So I think the show is definitely gone for this year. It's not going to be remounted. It's not going to be re-put on. Uh, you know, obviously the money they lost is out of this world crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, I don't know about you guys over there, but our government is stepping up with a, like a big package to make sure people get through these next few months without losing everything. Um, they're really trying yeah. to stimulate, the, keep the economy, economy going. And, um, you know, so it's, we'll see what happens. I, people will recover from this. People will recover. Yeah. And it's, I think what's important as well is that people ask for that help if they need it. Oh, I know. Um, I mean, I, like I, I've had all my shows cancelled and I, I, I sent off the form. So, you know like if we're gonna you know anyone could end up working in a shop you don't know what's gonna happen so uh, if you do need to help make sure you do ask for it oh definitely and I and I think even in, in my circle people are reaching out and and musicians are putting together funds and and little uh uh crowdfunding things that are going on to you know because a lot of people are so dependent as am I on on my live work you certainly don't make money on television at no. my point of the game, I mean, if anything, we just keep digging a rather large deficit that keeps growing exponentially, which is a little bit scary. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I think um, the assumption that musicians or artists are, you know, these wealthy people. Oh, my God, you, you know, you got 500 people here. You must have made a killing, and, you know, and you're like, no, <laughs> actually, no. <laughs> We're just paying for like to pay a band and a whole lot of hotel rooms and you know yeah yeah. Well, well, and you know the drill too, you know, especially you're working with three or four other uh, acts in an evening, and you guys all have to pay for hotel rooms and get to where you're going. And um, anyway, it it is, uh, you know, you pay a lot of taxes, damn it. So you yeah, you should exactly. you should get the help when it's needed. And now it's also it's a good it's a good time as well I think I think particularly with musicians um for to to actually buy the stuff like not just buy the you know the you know the download for you know 99 cents um but to go out and buy the like cuz your your stuff has been reissued on vinyl now Yeah there's a few records that brilliant. they do I think there's I think there's four that are on vinyl no, I don't think Time for Mercy is on vinyl, but I know Living Under June's on vinyl. The Christmas record's on vinyl. Uh, they just came out with Blood Red Cherry and Happy. 
that went yeah, on vinyl. Yeah. That was it's really cool. And the the Blood Red Cherry record, which is uh, a lot of people over there wouldn't be very familiar with, but uh, they've actually had Russell and I submit a whole bunch. We probably wrote fifty or sixty songs for that record, and obviously you end up oh, wow. using twelve or thirteen. But there's a, it's a double album set. I'll send you one, uh, and it's got Ooh. some uh, really nutty demos that they remastered to put demos on there of things uh and that we did that we didn't use oh my god i heard them and i'm just like i've never heard this song in my life i don't remember this (laughs) so yeah all these little gems in the closet you bet but good things do come from bad things uh the sense of community spirit globally has been just heartwarming of course gut-wrenching to watch some of the stories unfold you know of uh people losing multiple family members to this and you know there's going to be a lot of a lot of healing when when all the dust settles but and we're going to need music (laughs) well we're going to need laughter (laughs) and laughter yes exactly we're going to need all those things we're going to need all Um, those things and we will i mean i think artists have always stepped up to that but it's nice to see people being nice to each other isn't it yeah, it is. It's great. And uh, long may it continue. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jan, it was so lovely to talk to you. Uh, thanks so much I've for taking the time to have a chat. I've forced this podcast upon him, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> it's never, never, it's never forced. I'm like, ever. Do you I will talk chat to you tomorrow? anytime. Let's talk tomorrow. <laughs> well, yeah, we can talk whenever you want and we don't even have to record it. No, we're, we've been really good about just keeping in touch. And I've really, I just want you to know that I've really, really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit this last couple of years. And, you know, say what you will about uh, the internet and, and the evil side of it, but there's a really great side. I mean, we really, we, we met through through music. We met through art. And we've kind of kept yeah. in touch on a personal level. You know, I'm not, I'm not asking him what he's wearing at 2 o'clock in the morning, folks, but I am, you know. Look, ask away, John. Ask away. Pajamas that are too big for me and a cat on my chest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing a Mickey Mouse onesie, but that's what I'm <laughs> But thank, let's stay in constant contact. And thanks for all you're doing and keep smiling and, and, uh, Thanks for talking to me. Absolutely. You made my day. Oh, you made mine. Take care. Bye, everybody. Oh, she's just great. That was the fantastic Jan Arden there. Also, don't forget, Jan will be doing a live mini concert this coming Saturday at 9pm our time. And if you're listening in Canada, that's 3pm Mountain Time. You can follow Jan on all social media. She is at Jan Arden. She is Jan Arden Official on Facebook. That's where the concert's going to be. So check that out. She is absolutely fantastic on Instagram. She's the queen of the Instagram stories. And of course, the Jan Arden podcast is available each week. You can follow me. I'm at Garode Farrelly everywhere. And if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to buy me a coffee on the Kofi link in the information for this show. There'll be a new episode soon. In fact, there'll be a new episode today. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Being a parent can be really challenging. 
It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit ChildAndFamilyResourceNetwork.org today. 